With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello everybody, um, sorry we're late on, we were just having a general chat about stuff that you probably shouldn't have a chat about and I didn't realise the time, so hello and welcome to the Rangers Rabble phone-in. Again it's another test and hopefully, hopefully it will work, um, we shall wait and see, um, but the phone lines will open in a wee second, just a big hello and welcome everybody, thank you for watching, like and subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, tonight I am joined by Mark, Mark how are you? I'm good, mate. I'm very, very good. Good to good to be back. It's been a while. Where have you been? Where have I not been? Where, <laughs> do you want me to start? How long have we got here? Um, I was away on holiday. I was away at my, my place in Spain for 14 days. And then I come back and had a wee whistle top, uh, whistle stop tour of the Tottenham's new ground. A little bit corporate. So I got uh, pampered and uh, got awful drunk and had some food and Done a bit of work for the rabble while I was there. <laughs> yes, yes, you did. Um, but yeah, how about Tottenham Stadium, by the way? I mean, outstanding, next level, properly, properly next level. Heated seats, go figure. Heated seats, can you believe it? I thought somebody was kidding me on. Says, did you switch it? Boy, boy, sir, next to me, says, did you switch your seat on? I was like, to him, I mean, can I, can I swear? I was like, oh, I said, heated. He's like, seriously, no, he's like, look, there'll be button. Aye, heated seats. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And it's done. It's built, apparently, um, for the acoustics to make it louder. Um, outstanding. I mean, they're not very loud, but when they are, when they do sing, um, it's proper loud. So say they've done that maybe four times in the whole full 90 minutes. But yeah, something else. Absolutely special. Really, really was. Um, I was very, very impressed. Could you see how James was loving your conversation there? He was writing about it, man, wasn't he? They did not look bored whatsoever. James, how are you? Uh, not at all, mate. 
Not at all. I was just thinking, mate, actually, just, just, to just to figure out how to get that mute button off. Aye. <laughs> oh, oh, is that the end of your conversation? Fair enough. Okay, don't okay, move on then. Um, Stuart, how are you? <laughs> Uh, I'm good, well. Mark. I'm good. Um, I, I mean, I don't know if Mark belongs in the rabble. He's clearly, he's clearly far too rich for us if he's away. You know, a 14 day holiday and then corporate at the new sports stadium, 130 pound bottles of champagne and all that. I mean, it's oh, that's quite an extravagance. Hold on a minute. Let me just back up here a minute. It was a freebie. I never paid for it. The holiday I paid for, but the the trip to Spurs was a freebie. And he didn't offer it to the rabble, lads. That's shocking. No, I mean, I, I, I was lucky. I got offered it. Put it that way. It right, okay. Let, let's let's start talking about some football, shall we? Um, that's that's three and a half minutes of utter dross. Um, so we shall we shall quickly move on. Right, folks, the phone lines are open. 01416287237 to talk about anything you want, um, obviously. As long as it's about Rangers, um, unless you want to talk about a team, you went to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Fire in, um, everybody watching. Please let me know if there's any echoes, if there's any issue with the sound. I have. I, I was up until two in the morning last night trying to figure this out, and I think I've finally, finally managed it. Um, so yeah, get your calls in. Oh one four one six two eight seven two three seven. We will chat. Obviously, I'll be back about the game at the weekend. I don't really know how much more you can dive into that, but we shall we shall try our best. Uh, and we'll talk about some transfer targets, one being Duke at Aberdeen seems to be doing the rounds. Um, talk about Burnley being interested. Um, and him, um, Rabbi Matondo, is he making a, I say a comeback, is he making a start um, in a Rangers jersey? Um, we'll talk about that as well. And anything else, we'll even look ahead to the Aberdeen game, if you want. It's completely up to you. It's your show, 0141 Now, Mark, um, there's been a lot of chat about goalkeepers, um, and I'm trying to find Beatbot Book. Um, what's your thoughts on Jack Butland? I don't think that's a transfer that is affordable to Rangers, Mark, is it? I don't know. I think he might be in a free, you know. I, I mean, I'm, you know me, I'm not one for research. Wages-wise, uh, wages-wise. But I would say the boy's probably made himself a millionaire. So, I mean, if we can offer him half-decent money, which we probably can, maybe not half-decent premiership money, but um, we could probably offer him a good wage. Um, and if you're getting him for free, then that helps. But I don't know. I mean, you can only ask these questions. You can only... Um, test the water and see what comes back so why not stranger things have happened we get Aaron Ramsey was in 300,000 a week and we still get him Aye, but Aaron Ramsey was one of the most injury prone players you'll ever meet James um, Jack Buckland it's, it's it's a strange one it's a guy I don't know a lot about James but I've been he- you always hear about him he was always on football manager doing really well um, obviously we do need a new goalkeeper I think that goes without saying, James. Is Jack Butland that man? I think he's a, a very good goalkeeper. I b- believe the uh, reports from um, where he's been at Stoke and stuff like that. He's obviously been very good for them. As uh, Mark says, go and ask a question. That's what you can do. At the end of the day, you're getting the, the guy a chance, man, to go and play in Europe, win trophies. don't think he's actually been at a club that's obviously been able to offer him that. Obviously, the, the wages 
will be a maybe be a stumbling block. But however, you see him, just Mark says, go and ask a question. You don't ask, you don't get. <laughs> no, Mark knows that very well. You don't ask, um, you don't get. Um, CGM, Butland is out of contract. He hasn't played a minute for Man United. He hardly ever played for Palace. Um, years ago, Stoke priced him out of a big move when Stoke got relegated. Stuart, you watch a lot of the EPL. Um, you know a lot about English football. Is, that, is this a realistic target for Rangers? And listen, is he good enough? Um, so his career's kind of stalled. Um, in terms of ability-wise, when he first came through, he was kind of touted as the next big thing. You know, and he got England caps quite early in his career as well, when he was playing for maybe not the most glamorous uh, of teams. So, um, is it doable? Um, I think Mark's maybe got a point there that, you know, he's probably a very wealthy man. Um, so, I suppose it's what's driving him. Is he, is he desperate to play football? Would he be excited about the kind of prospect or the project of coming coming up north and playing for a you know for a, a team like Rangers, or is he still looking you know for for a, a, another big move down south? I mean, he's only thirty, so he's 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 probably at a right good age if if we could get him. So look, absolutely worth the question. I think it would be. I, I think that's the sort of potential that we should be looking for. And that, you know, stature-wise, um, ability-wise, etc. I think it, it, it it's a it's a really good fit. Um, it's I suppose it just depends on what he wants. Now he, he might look at goalkeepers, like Joe Hart, example, and think, well, do you know what? I no, no, I'm, I I fancy a bit of that actually. And as, as James has pointed out as well, guarantee of European football, he hasn't played a lot of games recently. So to come up here and be you know that unless he you know doesn't perform obviously but he's, he's pretty much guaranteed to be playing week in week out that could be the big draw drawing point but in terms of ability wise yeah i think that's i think he would be um a, a really good fit um and worth asking the question absolutely okay dog right we have our first caller of the evening john john how you doing hi there hi uh, i've got two two questions uh so you can just say yes or no with them uh, at first, I was talking. I was wondering about the semi-final. Do you think we should make some kind of change in attack? Maybe place a Kala as actual striker, with Morelos behind. All right. Okay. So change in attack for the semi-final mark. Think that I mean I think there's a possibility. We've kind of been playing with two up front anyway, as it stands at the minute. Um, Bill's kind of trying to move towards this, so in some way, shape, or form, I think we probably will play two up front. I think it's a it's a one-off game, and I think it's one of these games that, let's face it, it's the only thing we've got left to play for this season. So, for me, it's a must-win. So, I think there's every possibility that they will play two up front. I mean, it's not going to be a case of a a rigid um, one-up with one behind or anything like that. I think it's quite a fluid thing that um, Bill likes to play. So. I think there's every possibility there will be two up front. Whether it's Sakala um, and Morelos, I don't know. I, I don't see why not. But as I said, I, I definitely think there will be two up front or two up front, kind of, if that makes any sense. Do you think, John, well, yeah. that the manager's going to risk changing formation for the semi-final 
Um, when, look, we haven't, we haven't, he hasn't beat them yet. Um, we've lost out on the league, and this is a must-win game. Well, that's the reason I think you should do that, though. I just think we're sort of playing the same thing against them and we're never getting anywhere up front. Uh, play Sakala. Yeah, I think Sakala does, does give them problems. Yeah, yeah, I suppose I can see it. I just, I just don't see, Stuart, I don't see the manager changing his, not philosophy, because I'm still not 100% sure about that is yet, but I don't see him moving tactics, formations for the semi-final. I see him sticking with what he's most comfortable with, if that makes sense. Um, I think it, it could depend on who's available. If Goldson's back, I would, personally, I would have at Parkhead, if, if Goldson had been back, I'd have went three at the back. And I, I, I'm I, with John, I would have also played Sakala um, as, as, your number, as your number nine because of the fact that they like to push forward and it would give you that option of going in behind them, letting them run in there. Whereas I think we know what we get with Morelos in terms of it, it, he likes that physical contact. There was lots of good stuff in that last game against them, but undoubtedly the forward three, it didn't work. We didn't threaten enough. So could I see him doing something different for the semi-final? Yes, Good, because it might also give them something to think about. I think it might give us a wee bit of greater protection at the back if you went three back as well. You know, firstly, we might want to talk about our defending recently. So actually having a Sakala up there to maybe utilise his pace might give them something different because I think at the moment they seem quite content to try and have that physical battle with Morelos. The only thing I'll caveat with that is I think what happens on Sunday is important. If Alfie plays on Sunday and scores again, then I think he's almost a certainty to start because if the, if he scored two against St Mirren and he plays decent against Aberdeen, then you might be seeing Alfie hitting a bit of form and, and the manager might think I'll just stick with that. But it wouldn't surprise me if he does throw something in there just to kind of change it up a bit because the forward three didn't work or didn't look threatening enough against the game at Parkhead. John, can I just throw something back at you then? Um, if he's fit and available and you're talking about playing two up front, would Alfie and Cholak work together? Uh, I would like to see something different. Yeah, I would. I don't see why not. Uh, I'd definitely need to start something because we've just got to get at them at the start and see how it, you know, whatever happens, happens. But we've got to do it for the start. What was your second point? You said you had two. Oh, yeah. I was going to say that Cholak's actually the best movement, but still, he's, uh, it's not. That may just be his game. Oh, my second point was uh, uh, Bill said the other day that. You can, you're going to see clear connections in the signings he's going to make with him or the other members of his coaching team. I don't know if that falls with a great deal of reassurance, to be honest, in terms of players coming in for next season. How do you feel about that? James? Um, <clears throat> I do think you'll see a lot of changes um, in the summer. I think it's, it's been proven now that there is a lot of deadwood at the club, that they've had their chances and they've just not been able to take it. 
Um, the players that he's also going to be looking to bring in, I hope that they're going to be brought in to complement like your Cantwells and your Raskins, because I think the two signings have been have been brilliant. As I've said before, I think Raskins an absolute gem of a player. I think he's all round player. Um, I think he's absolutely brilliant, and I think if we can get anybody in the same mould as Raskin to come in there and complement the team, I think it will be a good. I think you will see a, a whole different Rangers side next year. Aye, uh, in terms of in terms of transfers, John heading into next season, in terms of players in, players out, what kind of numbers would you be happy with? How many new players would you like to see brought in? Well, I think it's about be five. I think I'll only be five. But I go with another midfielder beside Aston, uh, a sort of wide attacker, and a striker. Is that four? Uh, and a centre half. Aye, that'll be five. But I'm, I'm I'm hoping he goes into different places as well. You know, he gets. Well, the right kind of players, you know, just guys that he's used to having history with. I think he's got too much of a kind of, he goes down that line too much. He, he trusts them, so that doesn't mean, mean that they're actually going to be good enough to win with the league. It's because he's had history with. He did, he did say though, Mark, didn't he, that he didn't say all the players, but he did say a lot of the players um, uh, are going to be ones that he's worked with before and ones that he trusts. Yeah, I mean, listen, that's for me. Yeah, that's quite that's quite positive because I was it was at Chelsea for years, it was at Liverpool for years, it was in Brazil for years. It, it, it helped manage it. It was assistant manager at Aston Villa last year, um, and and QPR. So I mean, that's not a bad pool of players. If if he's, I mean, how many players has he worked with there? And I'm a hundred percent sure there's a few gems going to be cutting about there. So. For me, that fills me full of confidence rather than dread. And if there's anybody going to know how good these boys are, it's somebody that's going to work for them day in, day out. So, I mean, I'm hoping... My thought process when he said that was, I bet there's a few wee gems for uh, Chelsea. That's, I mean, that Chelsea's under-23s team and below them, majority of them are millionaires. Boys, are, they've cherry-picked the cream of the crop over Europe for years and years and years and have made a fortune just selling young players that haven't made the first team squad. They've still made a fortune on them, selling them for four and five, six million, some of them above that. So for me, that's a positive rather than a negative. Um, I don't know, as I said, maybe what I'm saying is maybe resonating with a few people, but for me, that can only be a positive. I really, really think that that's, that's great. As I said, there must be a few wee gems somewhere along the lines. Sorry, John, say that again. I would like to see Cameron Archer being the striker. See, again, right, Stuart, people bring these players up, and this is my fault. I don't watch a lot of English football. Um, so when, pe- when jo- people like John and that say, like people like Cameron Archer, I've got no idea who these people are. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think if we could get somebody like Archer, then I, you, you know, you would be absolutely loving it. I, I would be... I think there would there'll be a lot of eyes on somebody like Cameron Archer this summer. And again, it's, you know, whether or not he feels that he's at an age that he might want to stick around down south um for for his next move rather than than, than coming up here. I, I think what John says is I can understand that because actually I was having a conversation with one of my neighbours today and they said the exact same point that John's raised. It's made them nervous. The, the name that they used because it was, made, was Lyndon Dykes. Um, you know, oh, it's I that know. idea. 
is that idea is 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 that what he's meeting with that type of player that he's he's going to go to because that's some the other side of it is what Mark's saying. No, he's he's clearly got he's worked with a lot of players over his career, so it doesn't necessarily mean that. But I think sometimes people understandably might be a bit nervous that he's he's just going to go back to a QPR and it'll be somebody like a Lyndon Dykes that that he picks up. So, but yes, if we could get Cameron Archer, I, I'm on board with that. But I think that could be a tough one. Final word to you, John, before I let you go. Uh, no, I can't yeah. <laughs> all right, okay. And was the sound all right, John? Was everything all right? Yeah, it's okay, yeah. Uh-huh. Spot on. So hopefully I've finally got this working. Uh, John, thanks very much for phoning in, buddy, and I'll speak to you again soon. Okay. Bye. There we go, folks. A successful phone call. Um, happy days. Um, so yeah, oh one four one six two eight seven two three seven. If you want to get on, have a play there about anything, Rangers. Go for it. Um, clearly now the the phone lines are working. I'm going to need a producer. A hundred percent going to need a producer because I'm having to mess about in the background with loads of stuff and jump off screen. But we'll get there. It's, it's slow steps. Slow steps. Um, be Bob. I want Joe Savage as director of football doing great at hearts, and that's a super chat as well. Thank you, Be Bob. But we've, we've kind of had we'll say on Ross Wilson and Ross Wilson leaving, um, James. But Be Bob asks a question, we shall answer. Um, Michael Beale's pretty much come out and said that nothing's going to change until the end of the season, however, things in football always change. Um, in terms of this director of football, sporting director role, um, and this would be interesting to get somebody to phone in actually to get their opinion on it as well. 01416287237. Is it something that we need, James? I think it is when you've got a, a, a massive project ahead of you that Bill has. Obviously, the guy can't go out and scout every single player himself and watch everything. He's obviously going to have to rely on his contacts um, and obviously having that buffer between the board and Michael Bill. Um, I'm, I, I don't know, because I don't know what uh, the boy Savage has been doing at Hearts. I don't know. Obviously, I don't really kind of follow any other team in Scotland or any other team apart from Rangers, so I don't know what's going on at Hearts, what kind of youth players and stuff like that that the guy's maybe been bringing through or what players he's been looking at and stuff like that. So, But for me, I do think it is an important role, and it's important for Michael Beale, do you know what I mean? And I think it's good because hopefully Michael Beale will have his say as well on who's going to come in to be the next... Director of football, sporting director, whatever it is, you name it. I mean, he, he did say, Stuart, that he'd be, be more than happy to do that job. I don't know if that was just, you know, trying to take a wee bit of pressure off of, you know, the rumours circulating round about him. Um, but modern day football now, is it just an, is it a necessity? I, I think it is. I think it's far too much because it, it's not, it's not just about, a role that means I've identified this player and I'll go and have a conversation with them and and get a contract signed. It's so much more about that. So you've got your academy, uh, you've got your facilities, whether that be at Ibrox or the training centre, you've got your women's team. Ross Wilson was the director of football operations. So that medical and all that all falls under that. So there's absolutely no way that Michael Beale can take on take on that role um, so you're, you you need somebody there, now I think Michael Beale will be more involved, I think we're already seeing that in terms of I, I think Gio would have been, I need a player, 
I I need a centre half. I need a a, a, a right sided attacker, whatever it may well be, and he gives that to Ross Wilson. Ross Wilson then gets his scouting team to go and provide a list of players and then they come to some sort of decision. I think Beal will be more hands-on in identifying players and, and who he wants. But you then want... You know, he might have conversations with them, how he sees them playing in the team. But when it comes to contracts and wages and all that, then that, that shouldn't be on Beal's table. But the role encompasses far more than just that element of it. Let's say it's it's about the whole football operation. And his whole point was to make sure that with a consistency, uh, you know, if we ever have to move on. So, yeah, I, I, no doubt we'll go back to that that role. Oh, well, I mean, I, I, again, Mark, and I don't want to labour the point too much. I feel as if I've already um, over-laboured the point. Um, but it's not something that we're going to find anything out about, I don't think, until the earliest um, pre-season. Um, but again, if anybody watching wants to have their say, 01416287237, uh, we're going to come on to talk about Duke at Aberdeen in a, in a wee minute once Mark gives us his thoughts on the director of football. Um, be, I'm seeing so many references to Randy Savage in the comments. What's going on, man? Was that the was that the wrestler guy, wasn't it? Um, Randy Savage, I think. No, was it no? Have I got that? You'd be better with Lily Savage. (laughs) (laughs) Rest in peace, Paul Grady, by the way. That was uh, (laughs) absolutely. Um, But I, Mark, your thoughts on the director of football? Uh, For for me, I'm, as you probably know, I'm a wee bit old school. Um, I don't, I see see what they do moving forward. I do see that, but it's one of these European things that's been created and, and now all of a sudden, as I said, I think, Simpler times, the manager just told you, right, this is what we're offering you. It's, you're getting an extra fiver, fiver a week. Um, but I think now that with the with the, the the ladies team, the B team, the the, the youth teams, um, there's a lot to take on, a lot, a lot to take on. I think that for me, more than more than the the, the CV, it needs to be somebody that Bill gets on with. It needs to be an ally for Bill. I think that that's the biggest thing for me because the amount of times that you've seen managers falling out and there's something wrong behind the scenes and this and that and it's all been down to uh, relationships and button heads and stuff like that. So for me, I think you'll probably see Bill has a big, a big, big say in who comes in as director of football above him. I think that, um, I dare say, as I said, Bill's knowledge of the game and knowledge of people in the game is wide-reaching. Wide we've known that for years, so... Um, I dare say that that for me is more important than the fact that um, this guy might have a good CV and it might be this because the problem is he's got to get on with Bill and he's got to be an ally. So as I said, they'll bring somebody in. I think it'll be. I think it um, it will be probably pre-season or maybe just before or right round about the end of the season. I'm hoping. I think they'll 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 be looking far and wide. I think that. The, the first thing that springs to mind is ex-Rangers players that's done it or ex-somebody that's been connected with a club and stuff like that. But you know what? Me, Sorry, I... Mark. Sorry, Mark. Just on that point, right? Just on that point, and, and I'm going to take us to Stuart because, like I said, this again ties in with English football side of it. But just while I remember, because you know what my memory is like. Stuart, a lot of talk about David Weir. Um, but there's also, when, when you well, and, and again, I say this all the time, social media, you can't judge it opinion by social media 
Um, but you can take a little kind of snapshot from it. A lot of people talking about Davy Weir. Number one, Davy Weir is at Brighton, clearly doing a fantastic job at Brighton, obviously paid handsomely. Um, would he want to come back up to Scotland? Would he want to reroute his family back up here when most of his life's been spent um, down south? And there's a few people on social media saying we need to get away from ex-players, Rangers men coming back into the club. We need a fresh outlook. And I suppose we kind of had that fresh outlook with, with Ross Wilson to an extent. Yeah, look, I, th- I think you're right. I think as Rangers fans, that's we do that quite. We, we kind of look to one of our own almost from that. So, David Weir, yeah, like he's, 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 he got the, he got promoted when the boy left Brighton to go to Newcastle. So they just promoted Weir up. Brighton are absolutely the model of football club that we should be looking at. You know, they, not only, they're a joy to watch. You know, if you're, if there's a team that you want to be watching at the moment in the Premiership, it, it, it's them because the, the games that are involved, the way they play, their, their signing policy is is phenomenal. They are going to make absolute fortunes in the summer for for some of these players that, that they've brought up. Now, that's a difficult task to then keep going. So would they be interested? Potentially, because again, it's Rangers. So, you know, there would be potentially that draw. I, I asked a question, I think, in our group chat, does how he left the club, does that kind of go against him? You know, I don't know what the relationship is quite like between him and, and some of the board members. So he's he's, he's doing How the did role. Steven Gerrard and Michael Beale leave the club? Um, well, I, I think there was a bit more to the whole Warburton. Was he sacked? Was he angling for a move? That whole idea, that's you know, that's where I'm going with that. But in terms of his, his CV and the job that he's doing, then yes, I think he... He's somebody that should be talked about. But yeah, I, I also get that and understand that point of saying, actually, maybe we, we need to broaden our horizons ever so slightly. Um, and is there anybody else out there? Are we just going for someone because there's that connection, uh, you know, an ex-Rangers captain and, and they know the club? D- do we need that so much now? Or do we want to be getting some fresh ideas in? But he's a name that should certainly be in the conversation. Um, I would say for the role, one hundred percent. Okay, doke folks. Right, oh one four one six two eight seven two three seven. Get your phone calls in. I spent forever trying to get this ready again. It feels like I've spent half my life trying to get this phone in working. Um, so don't be shy. We had a great call for John earlier on. Oh one four one six two eight seven two three seven. Give us your thoughts on the game at the weekend. Give us your thoughts on director of football transfer targets. Um, how you feel the seasons went, what's been the high points, what's been the low points, anything at all you want to talk about, um, give us a phone, 01416287237. It's only me, Mark, Stuart and James, so nothing to worry about. Um, you probably know more than us anyway. So, like I say, 01416287237. Do you know, I used to listen to guys on the radio, and I won't name the, the phone-in show. I'm pretty sure everybody knows what I'm talking about. And I used to say, why did they always go on about the phone number? Why did they always mention the phone number? Because that's pure annoying. And now I know. And I understand it's pure annoying. And I apologise. But, um, yeah. And also, give us a wee like and subscribe while you're here. If it's your first time here. Or it's not your first time here, but you haven't subscribed. Give us a wee subscribe. Give the video a like. It helps share it. And, of course, if you want to help support the Rangers Rabble even more um, and get access to loads of extra shows, 
you can join our Patreon. The link for that is in the description. Plenty of extra shows, loads of extra content, more live shows as well. And we'll come on to a live show a wee bit later on. Um, you'll be able to come. I think there's come to it. I think there's still another 20 tickets, 25 tickets left um, for that. Right, transfer news, James. Um, I don't know the, I don't know his first name, right? That's how bad I am at this whole podcasting game, right? Duke at Aberdeen. Loads and loads of people talking about how we need to go and get him. I think he scored 18 goals. He's clearly been Aberdeen's best player. Um, now there's talk of Burnley coming in for him, so it would appear that Rangers have lost out. Then people saying, oh, but Aberdeen would charge us a fortune, etc. They've got a 50% sell-on clause for the team they got him from, etc. Blah, 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 blah. Duke, is he a player that you would want, James? Is he somebody who would improve Rangers? What's your thoughts? We're obviously looking at his stats. He's got better stats than Kent, I think, this season. Um, for me, it's obviously, it would come down to the price on how much Aberdeen are wanting for him. Um, would they want to sell to Rangers? That's another big kind of question. Um, but no, for me, I think I think the guy would be worth a punt at, at the right price. Um, let's see, stats are obviously quite good. Um, so no, he would, he would be definitely worth a, um, a punt. The issue being, Mark, of course, it's dealing with another Scottish club, it's dealing with Aberdeen. Aberdeen don't want to sell to Rangers, why would they? It's one of their, their, their rivals, if, if Aberdeen could be your rivals in terms of league positions, etc. Um, and we've seen in the past with Hibs trying to get players off them, it's an absolute nightmare. Yeah, I mean, some of the money that they're talking about is stupid. Um, and to be fair, I don't I, I don't really know much about the boy, to be fair. Um, he's, his stats are good, he looks half decent. I think probably with better players run about him, it, it, there's a potential to take him to the next level there. But bottom line is they're going to want stupid money for him. And I'm not for giving them stupid money for him. Simple as that. I think we can spend for wanting the, the, the kind of three between three and five million that they're shouting one season in the Scottish League. Doesn't make you a five million pound player as far as I'm concerned. Um if he's done it consistently over maybe two or three seasons, maybe four seasons, then yeah, that's maybe that's maybe where you value. But as I say, one one good season, and I think there's a few teams sniffing around about him. Let's inflate his price, and uh, if Rangers come call, we'll stick another million on top of that. So for me, nah, unless unless they're willing to play ball, then oh, no, for me, sorry. I always look, Stuart, at how a player's performed for an Aberdeen or a Dundee United, etc. Um, their stats, how they've got on, and I say, right, okay, so if they've done that with us, what would I be looking for? Um, what would the club be looking for if another club came in sniffing about them? Um, so I don't. We, we can't blame these smaller teams, can we, for wanting to maximise as much profit as they can for their players? But again, is, is Duke worth it? No, look, absolutely. You know, they've they've got their own business to run. You know, Scottish football isn't um awash with a lot of money. So I, I can understand the 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 idea of you know why these clubs are, are, are looking to try and get top dollar, particularly if if that deal that they did with Benfica to get them is structured in such a way that yeah, we get them for a free, but actually whatever you sell them for going forward you get fifty percent. I the slight concern I have with players like that, and by the way, he looks a decent player and he's, he's, he's scored a decent amount of goals, so I, I do appreciate that, you know, 
as a Rangers fan this season, we could probably hardly be picky about um, a player that scored more goals than any of our strikers. Uh, you know, but playing for Rangers in the Scottish Premiership is going to be completely different than playing for Aberdeen in the Scottish Premiership. And by that, as Wood Duke have scored 18 goals when he's up against 10 men behind the ball continuously? Or is he, get, is he scoring those goals because he's in games that are far more open because teams are not going to set up that way when they're at home to Aberdeen or when they go to Pataudry? So he's, so he's done that. So that would be the catch that I would have with a player like that because... Sometimes I just think if you say, oh, he scored 18 goals for Aberdeen, I'm not sure that you're comparing like with like. Would he have scored 18 goals for Rangers this season? I, I don't know. I could, I, I could be wrong, but that's the only th- thing I would always just caveat that, that I don't think it's the same. He's not playing in the same type of games as what he would be playing if he was, if he was playing for Rangers. Well, yeah, and Stuart, we're born with, with the rumours. And like I say, we have to, we do have to say, caveat everything we're saying, look, folks, it's rumours. I've got no inside information. Nobody on the panel does. Um, nobody in the group chats has got any inside information. So it is purely all rumour. Um, but the rumours, Stuart, that Burnley are looking at Duke as well. And even a team like Burnley, with the, the small stadiums they've got, they can outbid us comfortably, can't they? Well, easy, yeah, and I mean, secured promotion back to the Premiership already, so they know that they're, they're going to have money in there. There's rumours that again they are, though they are really interested in, um, in Ryan Kent uh, as well, and you know, companies got Burnley playing really good football. I, I would say that you know they're no longer the, the the Sean Dyche, um, Burnley team that we all remember that they are a good footballing team, but again. They, they probably play in a division and they'll be playing games where they will be the ones having to sit in and, and, and you know, counter away rather than they're on the front foot coming up against, you know, a, a, a team with 10 men behind the ball. So, um, but if they want them, they'll go there because they'll offer them far more money. 100%. Exactly. Exactly. And it doesn't and it's the Premiership. Yeah, and it's the Premiership and money talks, then it? And unless you've got a, unless you're an Andy Halliday, you might knock back extra money down south to play for Rangers. But if you're a Duke at Aberdeen and Burnley come in and offer you three or four times what Rangers can, of course you're going to go. Okay, would you have Duke at Rangers? Is he good enough? Have you maybe seen a bit more of him than what myself or other people have seen? And uh, maybe you can give us a wee bit of an insight. 01416287237. Let us know. Um, I'm going to bring up somebody now, Mark. Right. Now this hopefully I might get somebody phoning in. Um on 01416287237. There's there's rumors apparently I haven't seen them. They're flying about the chat. Um and I like to just bring up random rumors anyway, why not? Um that we're talking about Burnley. Ryan Kent apparently has been rumored to go to Burnley. Um Listen, we could have the same conversation every single week if we really wanted to. Does Ryan Kent look interested? Has he been here too long? Um, is he actually, in the overall grand scheme of things, good enough to be at Rangers? Would you be surprised if there was links to Burnley for uh, Ryan Kent? No, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I think that the only reason they would go to Burnley 
would be to play in the Prem. Um, and I think he's probably good enough to to play for Burnley in the Prem. I really do. But I think for me, I'm I'm sick to death of this Andy Morelos thing. Um, for me, he had a wee bounce for a month when, when Bill came in and he, and he upped his game a wee bit. Um, no, I'm sorry. I I don't I don't see him fighting. I don't see him. I don't see him being good enough. He, he's. I think somebody said it the other the other week. Flatter to deceive. I think that's what he's doing at the minute. I think he's. Um, it's the saying all show and no go. That's what it looks like to me. So for me, I'm fed up. Just just do you know what? Just let him go wherever he wants to go. Let him go where you go. Um, same. Take Morelos with you. Simple as that. We're uh, looking for the future. We're looking to build a squad. And we're looking to win this league next year. Um, so, as far as I'm concerned, I wash my hands with a pair of them. We'll move on. All for coat, no knickers. Is that what you were trying to say? All show, no go. That's the one. Flatter <laughs> to deceive. I'm just, I'm just thinking up random things um, to say now because I'm a bit worried that nobody's phoning. And I've been trying to set this up for ages and I'm checking my levels in the background, the microphone levels. I'm testing all your levels. I'm getting the Skype levels. It's absolutely 100% free to phone in, folks. 01416287237. Yeah. James, you were on the reaction with me, weren't you? I'm I'm sure it was you that was on the reaction. Have you had a chance to watch the game back for the weekend yet? Have you seen anything different? No, just it was a... A slog again. Um, although I did, obviously, um, one of the goals, I think it was like 60-odd passes or something, which I didn't really notice at the time. It wasn't until somebody pointed it out any of the day at work that it was, I think it was, was it the Arfield goal? It was about 60-odd passes or something like that, which is nice to see. Nice to obviously hear as well that we're obviously making making passes or the movement and stuff like that. Um, again, a wee bit more upbeat now, I think, obviously, after... Uh, the reaction, um, I, know, I know it was a slog, but we managed to dig it out. We managed to come back and obviously bang three goals on after we went 2-2, two, two, which I thought was going to be a different a different reaction show, as you said uh, yourself, mate, on uh, Saturday. But no, I, for me, I think I learned more about the, the kind of thing the team that they're that they are able to dig in and dig results out now. And that's all we're asking. We're just asking for them to gear up percent between now and the end of the season. And hopefully we'll do something in this semi-final and they can obviously go into retain in the Scottish Cup. Do you know, Stuart, I did see something on social media the day, right? Um, during my, my, my lunch break, because of course I don't use my phone at work, so it was during my lunch break. Um, there was a, a bit of controversy or something over a no-look pass. Um, I'm not 100% sure what was going on with that but I think somebody was making fun of somebody for a no-look pass and then somebody brought up the Ayer one and then somebody tried to say the Ayer one wasn't a no-look pass he was just trying to check for space and what's going on? So Cantwell played a no-look pass through the Arfield that's that's where it was and you know typically because I think Sky Sports posted that goal you know 60 passes so of course I think there was one comment from a Rangers fan and about four hundred from from them across the across the city. You know, just just per per usual. And you know, for whatever reason, they've got really annoyed about Cantwell doing a doing a no look pass. Um, and then obviously, I think somebody's brought up higher, etc. And it's all kind of kicked off from there. So just the usual usual nonsense, you know, that that you, you get. Um, in terms of 
talking about the game and stuff like that, you know, I, being at it, I thought there was actually some, in the first half, I thought there was some decent football. There was a couple of nice moves. Um, but I think what you are seeing is a, a, we're fragile defensively a wee bit at, at the moment and we are making basic errors and, and teams are not having to work hard enough to get goals against us. Um, when the first goal, don't take it away from the boy, it's an absolutely brilliant strike that he's done. But it's amateur defending in terms of the number of times we could have got rid, rid, of, rid of the ball. Um, you know, at, at any level of football, any time I've played that, you know, if you clear the ball, you've got to try and get out your box. And we were camped in our box, inviting them to fling crosses in. And I don't know if that's partly down to our defenders being aware that we've got a goalkeeper that's not going to come and and collect anything, and whether that's that's in their minds as well. You know that that, that that's there, but we are so deep at times, and even when we clear the ball. There is there's a lack of appetite to kind of squeeze the game and try and get out to the edge of your eighteen yard box, and you cause yourself problems. And again, I think the second goal highlighted that. If if it, if the boy doesn't put in the second goal, it's an it's a penalty because Suter's just went straight through the back of somebody desperately trying to get get the ball. Um, so, well, I'm going to have to inter- interrupt you, Stuart, because I believe right. we have Dave on the line. Dave, how you doing? How you doing, Martin? I'm from Corby. Oh, Dave from Corby, mate. How's things? All right, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm no bad now that you've phoned in and I've managed to get myself a second caller. So what would you like to talk about? Well, I hope uh, we win the uh, semi-final because we're going to have to play good, Martin, on that day. We're going to have to take them apart, man. Do we have to take them apart, or do we, Dave, or do we just simply just have to beat them? We just have to beat them, mate. On the day, we're just going to have to beat them, and uh, we're just going to have to show up, and we're just going to have to beat them. That's all we can go for at the moment. And also, the team will have to step up and play to get in the semi-final. It is. Uh, the semi-final um, mark itself is massive. And, and, it, and it is, for, for a multitude of reasons, it is an absolute must win. 100%. Do or die. Simple as that. Um, last chance saloon for probably a lot of these players. Um, a lot of them are not going to be there. And this is their last chance to win something with Rangers. In fact, probably last chance for them to win something, I think. Because if they're going to move on, then they're not going to teams that are fighting for titles or winning winning cups or fighting for cups. So, as I said, for me, that should be motivation enough for these players. It really should. Um, I think that it's been a it's been an issue all season. As I said, that sure was saying about defenses as well, but you know, defense has been poor all season as well. Um, but this is a must win, absolute must win. So it's do or die, hundred percent. Right, Dave, I need, I need to ask your opinion on a couple of things we've been talking about tonight, right? Seeing as I've got you on the phone. The first thing is Ryan Kent. Right, the first thing is Ryan Kent and the supposed um interest for Burnley. Um is that something how would you feel if Ryan Kent left the club at the end of the season? Well, Martin, I've seen him three times at Ibrox Ibrox already, and I just think he doesn't want to be there, mate, because 
the three games that I watched at Ibrox, his expression on his face, I don't think he wants to be there. If he doesn't want to be there, we'll go. You know what I mean? We'll get somebody else. You know what I mean? I know it's going to take a good thing to get somebody else, but we can move. We've got to move on. We can't just wait on him. That's fair enough. I mean, I mean, James, is that is that fair for Dave that he doesn't look interested? He doesn't look like he wants to be there. I think it does. I think I've always been a guy that's tried to defend Ryan Kent. Um, be saying that he's obviously tracking back and stuff like that. But the last couple of games, he's not even been bothering to kind of get back and help out his his uh, fullbacks. Um, and I think that that for me was always a big thing about Ryan Kent was he would get back and do the dirty side of things as well as getting forward. But he just seems to have lost interest. I don't know if he's felt a love or whatever uh, with a club or something and just needs a fresh start and needs to go. I agree with Mark. I think obviously. Kent needs to go and maybe Ellis needs to go now. But Ellis goes with my best wishes. The wee man's obviously more than paid his million pound back to the club, gave us some great nights, um, great goals and stuff like that. But it's time for a fresh start now and it's time to obviously get rid of the people that don't want to be here now and don't want to fight for the club. And just finally, before I let you go, Dave, um, the boy Duke at Aberdeen, um, is he somebody that excites you? Is he somebody you want to see in a Rangers shot? Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing him if we can get him. You know what I mean? It's going to take a lot because Burnley are after him at the moment. So, if, would he come to Ibrox? That's our main thing. You know what I mean? The private ship's got more money. So, no, that absolutely does. That absolutely does. And just finally, then, what's the weather like doing in Corby? It's been a while since I've been there. Oh, it's been lovely, Martin. It's been lovely. It's been lovely. I've been working today. Oh, we'll see how we're done in it. Twelve hours, Martin. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Happy days. Um, I'm with Donny. It was a day, so you've made, there you go. You made me feel terrible. Um, Dave, buddy, thank you very much for the call. Make sure you phone back. And don't forget, Martin. We are the people. And yes, we always. We are the people from Corby. Good man. Good man. Cheers, Dave. Speak to you soon, buddy. All right, I don't surrender. Bye. There we go. How did that sound, folks? Was that all right? How was the sound on that? Did that work? Um, I'm hoping so. That echo at the end, but it was the majority of it was all right. Yeah, probably because I turned my microphone back on at the end. That's probably how. Like I say, like I say, I need a, I need to get a producer sorted for this because if I get a producer sorted, this is going to be the best phone in on the internet, one hundred percent. 100%. Right, okay. Um, Rabbi Matondo, <laughs> folks, right? Um, Stuart, I'm going to go to you on this. You were at the game. Um, so it'll be good to get a perspective for somebody who was there. Rabbi came on and he actually done something. <laughs> he looked um, re-energised, reinvigorated. Is he somebody who you can see getting a run in this team towards the end of the season? Uh, towards the end of the season, yeah, whether that runs between now and the semi-final, I'm not so sure, um, but um, I think he's, like he looks a confidence player to me, and you've got to just hope that that wee cameo, um, which which is very nice by the way, you know, I, I think he he deserves a bit of credit for the way he picked out Morelos, it's a, you know, it's 
perfectly weighted so Morelos can just stroll onto it and, and hit it first time. Um, but yeah, look, hopefully that's a small building block of kind of building his confidence back up. There's clearly a player there. You know, you don't play for the teams he's played for and become a Welsh international if you're not a, a, a decent footballer. We just haven't seen it. And, you know, I don't... He's, he's, he's got criticism, right? And maybe some of that is deserved, but we we want him to be a success. We you know, generally, we've spent a lot of money on him. We're investing a lot of money in a weekly wage in him. So we want him to work out here. Um, like say, I, I think he will get an opportunity. I think that will depend on what happens, you know, in the semi-final, how quickly that happens. But he'll certainly get game time uh, between, between now and the end of the season. Um, to hopefully show a bit more of what, what he's capable of. But it was a nice cameo from him. I'm not going to get too excited by it. Um, but, you know, like I say, hopefully it's a small step in building his confidence up. The question's in the title, Mark. Um, can Matondo make any sort of impact in this team? It's impossible to judge off one game. You can't judge off one game. Um, but will he get the chance to and will he make an impact I'm, I'm leaving it to you to predict the future <laughs> asking the wrong guy here um, I think I think for me I, I like to give somebody a chance he's not had a great season he's not the first person that's coming to Rangers and not had a great first season so I would like to give the boy the benefit of the doubt we paid a few bob for him I've seen I've seen something on him no much, as I said, he's not played a lot of football for Rangers. And he's been playing predominantly on the right side, which I think when he signed, every single person that jumped on YouTube or done any sort of a uh, looking up or videos or anything like that of the boy, it was predominantly left-sided. So let's give him a chance on the left side. I I, I don't see why why we wouldn't. Um, if he's fit, maybe the wee, uh, the wee breaks gave him Gave him a wee bit of like took the heat off him. I think there was a period there where he was getting he was getting tortured by everybody left, right, and centre. Um, so I think it takes the heat off him a wee bit. I think that um, one thing is he's definitely quick. He's absolutely rapid. So I don't know. As I said, it, it get a boy a chance. He's no he's no really for me ever had a run of games um, like you said, Stu, um, Welsh international. Played in Germany, played in the Bundesliga. Um, and in fact, did he play in the? I don't think he did play in the Bundesliga. Was he in a low league? And in fact, they they signed him and then he went down, didn't he? So the season in the in the in the, the second division in Germany. But look, good pedigree as well. Came for uh, Man City as well. So, so there's got to be something there. Got to be something there. As I said, I think he's very much a a, a confidence player as well. So maybe Bills gave him a wee cuddle and said that we think you're amazing and might be the start of him kicking on. I don't know. I hope so. Right, well, I can bring in Jack, not Jock, as I called him three times before I brought him in. Uh, Jack, how you doing? I'm all right, Martin. How's yourself? Yeah, not bad, mate, not bad. I'm a wee bit stressed today, but I'm getting there, I'm getting there. Uh, what's, on, what's on your mind, bud? I was just going to hear a wee um, thing about Ross Wilson um, leaving if you boys think that's going to be a hamper to us um, with transfers, etc., and also... Do you believe we're going to have the money behind us to get the quality in to challenge Celtic, knowing that they'll, they'll probably strengthen again as well? That was my question. Cheers. 
Right, on the Ross Wilson one, will it hamper transfer targets, James? I think, I mean, you, I suppose you take everything that everybody at Rangers says with a pinch of salt, but the manager has come out and said it will have no effect. So we've just got to take the manager at his word, don't we? Yeah, aye, 100%. Obviously, um, I don't think Wilson leaving is going to hang me. I think Beal's already identified who he wants to bring in. He, he basically said that as much as well. They've all, they've been, he was wanting to bring a striker in or something as well um, in January, but couldn't get it out of the line or whatever. And they would obviously revisit that again in uh, the close season. So I do think that I don't think Wilson leaving, sorry, uh, will have any impact on what Bill wants today. Obviously, Bill's obviously said that he's getting a good, healthy budget. Um, probably one of the best ones he says that a Rangers manager said in quite a few years. So I'm, I'm actually looking quite forward to the summer now to see who's going to be coming in and a style of play that Bill's going to bring into the team. I mean, Stuart, <laughs> a lot of Rangers fans, a lot, but weren't happy with the kind of recruitment side that, that was happening at the club, and a lot of people blamed Ross Wilson for that. Whether it was solely Ross Wilson's fault or not, um, we don't know. Um, but <laughs> I suppose if Ross Wilson leaving, people weren't happy with the recruitment. I don't really know how it could then affect recruitment coming in. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I, so I think for those folk who were in that camp, him leaving is, is what they wanted because then, you know, technically he shouldn't really have any involvement. I think I'll go back to what I said previously. I think Beal is more hands-on on this. And I think Beal realises that this is such a huge summer for us that he needs to be hands-on with it. I think if this was just a, a case where we just needed, you know, a general, a small refresh or anything like that, then or maybe, you know, he would be more inclined to, you know, do that what Gio said and say, you know, I, I need a player. I want looking for somebody to fill this kind of role in the team and then they go away and do it. I think Beal recognises that he's got to be in in this. It's the players that he wants because it's, it's a massive season coming up for him. Um, so I, I'm just on the second point there, I mean, I, I, I'm one that doesn't believe that the gap between us and them is as big as people make out. Is there a gap? Yeah, there is. But I don't think it's as big uh, as it's made out. I think we've started to see with the introduction of people like Raskin and Cantwell that, you know, they're coming here. And I, I'd like to think that they're going, is that it? Is that what they've got? I think we've just got too many players who are a bit scarred by some of the defeats and so on. And I think actually getting moving them on and getting a freshness into it will help just as much as improving the quality uh, of, of our team. So um, they will strengthen, you know, that they've got absolutely no doubt that they will do that. But I, I've got a bit of confidence given what we've seen there with those two signings, that if we can get players of that ilk in, that actually I think we'll be in a far better position to, to challenge them because we're now dealing with the smaller teams in, in this league, but we weren't doing that. It's now that final step of, of getting them. And yeah, we haven't got the results. Appreciate that. But I think there have been signs. But Cup semi-final, I said, where we didn't really play. But I don't know. But in the league games, I think we've seen that were more of a threat to them. So, you know, I, I, I think next season, if he gets the players he want, then I think it's game on. 
What about your What about yourself, Jack? Is Is the budget thing a worry for you? Is the gap between us and them a worry? Do you think we can bridge that gap over the summer, or do you think are, are you worried about the financial power that Celtic have got? Um, as you as you said at the start, uh, believing anything that comes out of Rangers, it's hard to believe some things. I, I think he shouldn't have came out and said he's got the biggest budget because. If he doesn't go and get the quality everybody wants, then he's going to look silly. But I really hope he has got the budget there, and I do believe in him. And obviously the gap, uh, the last game, the 3-2, you could see the gap was closing even with his two signings, uh, Raskin and Cantwell. It's looking positive if you can get more of them in with that quality. I don't think there is such a big gap, but obviously <clears throat> Celtic have got the funds available to strengthen again. But I believe, I was just a bit worried with Ross Wilson because I, I wasn't his biggest fan, but he done a lot of the, obviously the talk and negotiating. He just left, so does that maybe hamper some signings? I was just wondering the thoughts on that. But no, I'm positive and hopefully Bill will get it right and um, we'll be back at where we belong. Thanks very much, Jack. And now I know your name. The next time you come on, I won't call you Jock four times. <laughs> no worries, mate. No surrender, boys. Hey, cheers, man. Speak to you soon. Yeah, ta-da. Ta-da. I mean, th- that is a that is a point, Mark. Um, the financial gap between yeah. us and them, you know, we don't know how big the gap is financially. Um, but just, and I think it was maybe, I think it may have been CGM in the comments that said it. Um, just because you spend more money on certain players doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to get the quality that, that you think you're going to get. So I think it's really the same for us as it's been the last three, four, five years. We've just got to spend wisely. And if you look at Raskin and Cantwell, I suppose you've got to trust, tr- trust in the manager. Yeah, I think there's, I think there's bargains out there. I mean, you you look at like you said, Cantwell, Cantwell, one point five million. Um, a couple of years ago they were shouting about thirty five for him. So that for me is a great bit of business. And if um, same with Raskin as well, Raskin looks like a like a player, and I don't think we paid an awful lot of money for him as well. So it can be done. So like you said, I think spending wisely rather than rather than um, just flinging money at a problem. Uh, Disney always make it. Disney always make it. If you if you buy a buy a fancy car, um, it can break down just the same as a just the same as a Shanna. So I think that flinging money at it's maybe not the problem. I think you'll probably get closer to the to the um the finished article the more money you spend. But I think that up in Scotland, especially us, we're no going out to try and buy the finished article. We cannot afford the finished article. So I think the plan would be to try and bring. Something in with potential, hence the reason I'm, I'm kind of har- harping back to what we said about um, Beal and players that he's worked with before. So, uh, as I said, there's maybe a wee nugget here or there that he's worked with over the years that he's thought, you know what, that young boy's going to be a right good player and he's maybe no felt his potential a la, um, a la Cantwell. So, I'm hoping more players like that, I would be, I'd be over the moon, as I said, great calibre of player that he's brought in so far. So, um, He's he's stuck to um these transfers, his transfer business at Rangers has been has been very good. So if he can bring another five or six in like that, I'd be over the moon. I think we'd be flying. Well, Martin, just to say, I mean, I'm just going to contradict myself ever so slightly from what I said before. They they will attempt to strengthen. They will lose players in the summer as well. So there's no guarantee that who they then bring in has the same impact. So if that's a Kyogo that maybe goes or a Tati or anything like that, you know, they've made mistakes in the transfer market as well. It's not all 
worked out for them. You know, they've signed that Polish boy, you know, that was a disaster, Greek goalies, all all that. So, yeah, look, you've got to give them some credit. They've pick, been able to pick up some bargains. But if they lose them now, then there's no guarantee that who they bring in works or is absolutely better than them. So, you know, that's there's there's risks in all signings and that works for them as well as us. Aye, but when you've had success, you're more you're you're going to trust your manager if you've had success, haven't you? And that's let let's be honest, that's what they've had and and we haven't. So, um, yeah, um, I'll take one more call if you want. Oh one four one six two eight seven two three seven. We're going to discuss one more player, um, and I don't think it's going to be a happy discussion as James looks like he's ready to fall asleep. Um, but yeah, oh one four one six two eight seven two three seven. Get the phone call in. Um, it'd be good to get four calls in a show, hopefully, and the all calls sound good and we're all happy. Um, and I can move forward and I know what I'm doing. Um, six and a half hours last night, I was at it half two, I think it was half two in the morning. Unbelievable, Jeff. Um, James John Lundstrom. Um, again, I don't like to come on any of these shows and have a go at any of them, just play it, but it, it just I don't like it, right? Um, against St Mirren there again. In fact, I'll just ask you, what was your thoughts on his performance before I say my piece? Just, as I said in Saturday, mate, I thought it was another poor performance again. Very, I don't know, sluggish. No, the guy he was last year. Again, I don't know if he's carrying a knock in some some way, but it just seems to be his second touch is a tackle, which I said in Saturday. And he just, he looks so far off it. it it's actually frightening. And then I think the biggest thing of tall man was getting him the captain's armband. I just thought, where, where's that came from? Do you know what I mean? And I, I know it's not a big thing in the, the grand scheme of things, but for me, I just thought his performance again, he just didn't look like John Lundstrom for six months ago, seven months ago. He just looked very, very poor again. Is there no kind of method in the madness there for Bill though, Mark, in terms of giving Lundstrom the captain's armband? Because, listen, maybe it's just an absolute and complete confidence thing with John. Um, because we have seen good performances. We know there's a player in there. So is that, like I say, is that not just maybe a, a, a reverse psychology? Is the phrase I'm looking for? Yeah, my opinion, you're probably you're probably right. I think that, I mean, if I look at, look at a bigger picture, I think that Lundstrom when he first came in, when he was playing poorly, I think he was he was trying too hard. I really do. I think that once he settled down, I think we've seen the real Lundstrom. Um, the first six months he was rotten. But as I said, for me, I think he was trying too hard. And I think at the moment, he's out of form. And he's, again, trying too hard. He's trying to, he's trying to push things. And he's trying to... Um, He's trying to make things happen, and I think that he's trying too hard, and I think that that's what the problem is. Um, you don't you don't play like Lundstrom played the second half of last season, and then all of a sudden you you kind of kick a ball. So for me, there's something there. I think probably you're right. I think it's a psychological thing. I think he's trying too hard. He's trying too hard to impress, and sometimes that's the worst thing you can do in football. Um, I think probably what Lundstrom needs is this season to end and him to go away and chill out for a couple of weeks and come back and have a good pre-season. I think that's what he needs. I think come the start of the season 
and he's still no in that form, then it's maybe a case of, right, OK, we've given him a chance pre-season. Still no happening for him, but still no clicking for him. Then maybe it's time we go, right, last year's uh, contract, maybe look at try to, try to get him moved on um, just before the window shuts. But I think the boy needs a chance. I think um, for what he's done, second half of that season, um, last season, I think he deserves a deserves a crack at the whip. I know that a lot of people have been giving him stick, but yeah, it's not like Rangers fans to um to like a whipping boy, is it? Um, we'll just move from from Tav. Barisic got it for half a season, then Tav went back to Tav again, then Goldson got it for a bit as well. Um, Lundstrom's new getting it. Kamara's had it. Even Nalfi's had it this season as well. So, as I said, I see a bit in him. I see there's a potential there for him to be a right good player. He's a decent age. He's mobile. He's strong. He can pass the ball. All right, it's not working for him at the moment. But for me, he's a good player. I think he's a good player. I don't. I, I, for what I've seen that second half of that season last season, that wasn't a fluke. That was a real John Lundstrom. I think maybe his his ugly twin brother or his evil twin brother's been playing this season for us. But he's capable. And that's what annoys me more. The, see if it was rotten and it was just rotten, then I can live with that. But I've seen that he's capable. As I said, Scott Wright, I've never seen him being capable at all. So, all right, we'll, we'll get into Scott Wright for that. But for me, Lundstrom's been capable. So there's no reason why he can't be capable again. That was a lot of capables. Capable, capable. Available. That was a lot, a lot of capables. Um. Stuart, actually, just to really quickly change the subject, because it look it, it, it looks like there's a lot of people who are too scared to phone in, if I'm being brutally honest with you. I mean, if it was me personally, and I was sitting watching this, I'd be going, you are talking absolute nonsense. I'm going to phone 01416287237. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to tell them that they're talking nonsense. But, um, oh, by the way, we've got a live show, folks. Yes, we do. 19th of May at Lounge 72 in Uddingston. Um, again, I forgot to put the link in the description of the video. But if you head over to our socials, um, you'll see the links. Um, come and join us. It's a nice wee night. All, all uh, proceeds are going to the Rangers Charity Foundation. Um, so I hope you can come and join us. I think there's about 20 tickets, 25 tickets left. Um, and of course, like and, and subscribe and, and share the video and all that good stuff. Um, but I, I wonder if in the next three or four minutes, Stuart, is anybody brave enough to phone in? And um, we shall see. But finally, then, Stuart, finally, Ben Davis. He seems to be becoming the new weapon boy. Is that yeah. fair or, or does he deserve it? Um, I think he's had a couple of poor games. Um, you know, I think I think that was well that, that, that that's probably a bit harsh. Up until he makes the mistake in the, the Celtic game, I thought he was actually fine. Um I don't think he had a great game uh, at the weekend, I have to say. And I don't know whether that's a, a, a confidence thing. I think you could certainly start to hear the murmurs at Ibrooks. There's, no, there's, there's some people who it appears are already starting to make up their mind about him. I think part of that is down to the way he plays. He's not a Richard Goff. He's not a Terry Butcher. He's not that kind of style. Again, I don't know if Rangers fans feel that that's what they want in in a Rangers uh, a Rangers centre half. Um, I think he's he think he's had a couple of poor games. Would I be surprised if he moves on in the summer? 
if we got an opportunity to just get our money back, I, would not, I wouldn't be overly surprised at that. Um, I do wonder if he would look better in the back three. Um, again, you know, and touching on something I think we mentioned earlier, I think it does show the importance of Goldson there because I think Goldson is the leader out of that. Um, and I don't know, maybe Davis benefits from having somebody who kind of takes that man all on uh, playing beside him. Um, I think he's a decent footballer. I think he's got a lovely left foot. It's quite cultured, etc. He's had a couple of poor games, um, so it's a kind of a kind of big end to the season for him. I think, particularly with that cup semi final going off, because I think if he if that form continues, I think you can then see that there'll, there'll be quite a few Rangers fans will have made up their mind about him, and it won't be in a positive way. I, I mean, James, I mean, I continuously say how much I don't know about football. But I think Ben Davis is a really good centre-back and I think he's just had a couple of poor games. Not so much poor throughout all the game. He's made a couple of silly mistakes. One obviously led to... One was a horrendous mistake, right? Um, but I think he's a good centre-back and I think when him and Goldson were in the team, we were all screaming about how good their partnership was. No, I agree. I agree that he's... Had a big, big uh, mistake against uh, them, and obviously, the time everybody jumps on the bandwagon again about saying trap him, get rid of him, and stuff like that. But no, for me, he, he, him and uh, Golson together looked solid. They looked like they were getting up a good uh, uh, partnership, and it's hard. Golson ropes out the team, Suter comes back in, and then you're trying to get that partnership again. We are brand new centre half, hasn't he kicked the ball a season for us? But no, I, I think Davis has done well for us. Um, I don't think he's been horrendous. I think I, I think he's been decent, and I would need I would need want to get shot at the big man in the summer and stuff like that because I do think there, there is as mostly Mark could obviously say to him about Lundstrom. I think there's a player there with Davis. Aye, so there, I do. Okay, folks, that will do us for tonight. Um, Thank you very much for tuning in. Hopefully, now that I've got this absolutely sorted, bang on, um, as the weeks go on, the phone in will get a bit more popular and more and more people will phone in. Um, so, yeah, thank you all very much for watching. Mark, Stuart, James, thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Um, like I say, thank you, everybody, for watching. Please like, please subscribe, please share. And like I say, if you want to come and join the nearly 100 people we have over on Patreon, then feel free to do so. The link for that is in the description. Loads and loads of extra content and all that good stuff. And we do have a live show on the 19th of May at 7.45 at Lounge 72 in Uddingston, the link for which I will put in the description very, very, very shortly. Um, but yeah, I hope that all went well. I hope the sound was all good for you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. That's the most important thing. I hope you enjoy it. And uh, thank you very much. And we shall speak to you again on Friday night. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.